first of all, today's a good representation of the 76D. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I agree. And why is that? Well, that's because we're running through it. That's right. Yeah. You know, we got all this gear here. We might as well put it to use. So we, True. we got the, you know, the SM7s going through the V1290 preamps direct right into the 76Ds. Yes. Good start to the year. Yep. Right? Yeah. Everybody does. A yeah. You know. <laughs> Everybody deserves a little D in their life. Yeah. <laughs> so for referencing vocals, dialogue, this would be a good podcast episode for everybody to check out because uh, we're using the 76 Ds. Yep. And on that note, welcome to episode six of the Sonic Truth, everybody. How's your week been, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's yours? I can't complain. This week has been phenomenal. Uh, business, work, staying busy, creative. And you were out of town last week. I sure was. Where were you? Everybody missed you. I was going, I was going, thought I was going to NAM, winter NAM, but that got canceled. So we just <laughs> still went out there and just had fun. So Good times. You did the three day three park? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I went to the national parks. Three days in a row there. So that was nice. Got to experience any wildlife when you were out there? Not actually not too much because it's, you know, it's winter time. So tumbleweed? Nah, maybe a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Yeah, a little desert sands and you know. <laughs> went from the desert one day to snow the next day. So <laughs> I'm sorry to change subject here, but I did see an R2-D2 out in the wild. What? Yes, at Death Valley. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Just <laughs> random out in the middle yes, of nowhere, yes. an R2-D2? Yeah. Do you have footage of that? I do, yes. Oh, and it was moving and everything. It wasn't like, it was like a straight, you know, replica it wasn't like or whatever. The, um, uh, what did they find a few months back in Nevada? The, um, um, I can't even think of the oh, name of it. The, 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 like, teleport people from, they claim... Um, yeah, like Correct, and they disappeared like a week or two later, and then they found one in Scotland like a week later and <laughs> all this stuff. But it, I don't think anybody's ever found an R2-D2. <laughs> it was moving on its own. Yeah. It wasn't the move, I mean, the yeah. wind moving it. It was like it? down in a valley. Yeah, we were at Artist Palette in Death Valley, and there was an R2-D2 there that was just like <laughs> down in the valley. and you just wait, for the, yeah. wait for the C3PO <laughs> to come out. That's right. What? Twenty five thousand for an R two D two. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yep. From, from Disney, I better get my beer from the fridge. Then. Fun fact of the week: twenty five grand buys you an R two D two. Save up for that <laughs> after you buy gear. Oh damn! Get it bedazzled out. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say a story here. Watching uh, our good friend Trevor on the ground there. Reminds me of a session back in about 2004 that took place in, no, 2006, took place in New Smyrna Beach. I got called by a mutual friend of ours, Billy Chapin. Yep. Shout out Billy over at uh, Static Magazine. And he asked me, he's like, hey, Jay, I got a client coming in. We need some urban production. I'm like, all right, cool. What you got? I think you may know of the guy or may not, but uh, I'll surprise you when you get here. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So I get over there and they're like, yo, we want something like that little John record. I'm like, oh, here we go with that comparisitis. Um, and it ends up being Jordan Knight, the <laughs> new kids on the block. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And uh, 
throughout the session, he was writing with his manager for the song that we were writing. And about an hour later, he goes, I'm going to be right back. And he goes out to his car and he comes back in with a rubber mat and a small ball about yet big. And my friend and I look at each other and like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> oh, he starts working out right there in the middle of the recording session. Laying down like Trevor is right here. Doing sit-ups, doing push. No, I understand you're not doing it, but it definitely reminds me of a time when I'm working on a song and the artist I'm working with decides to take a break, but insists we continue working and he's doing a full workout session right there in the control room. That happened to you? I can't say that it has. No. So that's usually not the top priority that's when one of you're my in a control room. Experiences going back on the boy pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, usually, yeah. You know, yeah, usually they're laying down for the same reason Trevor's laying down right, right now. You know, it's to rest, yeah. per se. Not Still from a little a hard early. Night too before. <laughs> too much of something. Yeah, that's why they're laying down in the control room. Yeah, not to work out. But um, it actually turned out to be a real cool song. It never really did anything, but that was a memory that will never leave my brain. <laughs> New kids on the planet. So having too much of something can be a good thing, right? Sometimes, depending on what that good thing could be. Like maybe a new piece of equipment that's going to be released soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we keep uh, we keep teasing this Golden 58.2 preamp. And I think people are getting a little tired probably of us teasing it so yeah. much. But it's, it's fun. We're having a good time with it. And it, we're actually just waiting on the video demo. And then it's we're going to just have the first drop Launch on them. It. Yeah, we might may just, you know, keep it the first drop, you know, on the, on the DL a little bit for people that are on the email list or something like that. Just mm -hmm. because, you know, usually when we release a new product, there's there's... A heavier demand and they do take a while to build so you yeah. know having uh you know we'll probably just drop you know 10 or 15 to start and you know get a couple out in the wild love it now and do you know in our previous podcast with benny during our intermission you and he spoke briefly about some of you know your creative process on the technical side of it so maybe could you go a little bit more about what I like to call the Goldie, but the proper name is the... Oh, Golden 58. The yes. Golden 58. Yeah. Well, the uh, we were thinking about calling it Goldie for a while. We kind of, that's kind of its nickname, you know, around here. But Golden 58 is, uh, that's based around the uh, famous EF-86 tube. The, the 5879 is actually the military, U.S. military equivalent of that tube. And that's like what the circuit is based around. It is an all original circuit, but it's... And we wanted something that was original, but still kind of harkened back to those 60s British preamps, the old Telefunkins, yes. the old Reds. Um, and that were very, you know, had that famous iconic sound. So having that sort of architecture, but, you know, integrated with the more original design was the goal with this. And then also having it be two channel, two rack, you know, two rack units high, Damn. having, you know, all... You know, a basic great preamp that doesn't have too many bells and whistles, but has the right bells and whistles. You know, we got a separate separate line input jacks on the back where you can toggle in between, you know, line and mic, 
right there. You can keep them both connected and just toggle between them right there on the front panel, which is super handy. Um, all the, you know, typical features you'd have pad or phase, you know, all that. It's so it's like Goldie's almost a double agent because it has two features. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can use it on your mix bus, you, you know, or if, you know, it's so great with condenser mics. So Amazing. yeah, the amount of character this thing has, and then not to mention new old stock transformers. So bonus. Yep. Love it. So please stay tuned and uh, look for that coming very soon. And we're hoping what, maybe in a week, two weeks. Yeah. We're really we're close on that. Edge. Yeah. We're on that precipice for sure. So, yeah, definitely. Now <laughs> during a creative session, have you ever seen anybody try to probably stop the room from spinning? Maybe. We see our hands are trying to balance ourselves. Oh, hey, Trevor, how are you doing? Oh, hey. Are you okay? <laughs> the room's not spinning now? I'm trying to get my insides to stop spinning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the restroom is way over that way if you need to use it. Yeah. Okay? Don't kill the audio. Yeah. Don't kill the audio escape toilet again. No. It gurgles. You know how it can get. Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. Well, that that's good. Yeah, yeah. Trev- I have my V8s. He has his V8s. Don't worry. Trevor's going to share his stories from yesterday. He went to... Uh, I'll let him share the stories yeah. about that. But I think what we're going to do... I There's been... I'm going to introduce a little segment here. Something about music news. Around the world. Music news around the world. Music We're news. like Antarctica music news. Well, you know, maybe we could establish that news article. I don't think we'd have <laughs> anything there yet. But let me let me scroll through some of these uh, odd news stories relating to music that I found. A couple of them I found quite interesting. Uh, the first one actually comes out here from Huntsville, Alabama. That's and not too far. No, it's not too far. Trust me, as you get older... You're going to need these because, damn, I'm blind as a bat. It's a good thing my job requires ears. Uh-oh. We'll hear about the Alabama yeah. story. Yeah. So, here, check this out. Huntsville has named the city's first music officer. Wow. Okay. Um, after months-long national search that yielded hundreds of applicants... The city of Huntsville has named its first music officer. Matt Mandrella made his way to Huntsville by way of Memphis, Tennessee, where he worked as a marketing and projects manager for Elvis's Graceland. Wow. Now, this is actually kind of cool. Um, he's an Alabamian through, forgive me if I uh, mispronounce that, through hailing from Mobile and went to the University of South Alabama. He's an advocate for the city's growing music sector and will help oversee music-related music related strategic planning initiatives and economic opportunities. Hmm. So, he's helping to cultivate a vibrant music economy in the city. What do you feel about that? I think that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Like, that's... that's I think that's... You know, it'd be interesting to see if that trend continues in yeah. other cities. Um, I, you know, that's a unique, cool idea. A music city manager. I wonder how much competition he would have against promoters, or if he would have to um, probably go into business with a lot of promoters. Yeah, but probably have to work hand in hand. 
You know? you know, I don't see that being a bad thing. I think that's a great opportunity for, you know, if it's going to help local musicians, maybe if there's some business initiatives, some tax breaks for maybe some recording studios or music education schools, maybe if he helps facilitate that for some of the uh, local businesses, that'd be amazing as well. I'm, I'm going to continue to follow this story. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see things like this happen as the the landscape around the business of music, you know, changes and shifts you know, into the yeah. new century, basically everything sort of just changed. Like it, it feels like to us overnight because we're older, but it, you know, There's it's, been yeah, it's a lot of movement in a yeah. short amount of time too. Yeah. But it's really good to hear. Now there is another story shifting lanes here about um, also not Alabama, but just north of Alabama is Tennessee. I don't know if you've heard about this, Trevor, but the Tennessee Supreme Court could decide the fate of a Nashville's home recording studio. Correct. On this past Wednesday, the court heard oral arguments on a lawsuit challenging Nashville's restrictions on client visits to home-based businesses. Now, this is not pandemic-related. This has been going on prior to the pandemic. Wow. Okay. Um, this gentleman says, I've been doing business here for 30 years. I've already sunk my entire life's career and family into this studio. For me and most people I know, we can't stop making music. We are artists and this is what we love to do. In 2015, it was the year Nashville's code enforcement informed him that the law had barred him from recording musicians that pay him to record at his home. He would be allowed up to, I believe, six clients. What, per year? And I believe that's, okay, here we go. It can now have, historic homes can have up to 12 more clients a day than what his studio Oh, gotcha. Is that, so that's just per day, six okay. clients? Okay, I was going to say. But what if you have a seven-piece band? Will they, do they consider that one paying client or is that seven paying clients? It just seems like unnecessary red tape, you know? And, and it's, he's been going on, it's been going on since 2015. It is now into the Supreme Court. Um, during the hearing, the justices spent most of their time exploring whether Shaw has been given that Nashville's lifted its blanket prohibition. Well, if so, then why? This is still pending. And this is in the city of Nashville. No, I know like in most cities, when you say I live in a city of Chicago. Like that's their thing. Yeah, I mean, like that's, that's Nashville's thing. Like <laughs> I have a home recording studio and I've had a home recording studio for the past 12 years. Uh, uh, yeah. Could you imagine just the city letting you know, oh, by the way, this Pulse town that is so vibrant right now. Like uh, that's what, Yeah one of the main, if not the main thing Nashville's known for is music, you know? you know? Gosh, and we'd love to hear your guys' feedback on this for people who live in Nashville. You know, are you familiar with this story at all on the local scene? Because when I first read about it, I I just couldn't yeah. believe it. You know, I mean, that, that is, is unbelievable. very tough situation to be in. So hopefully uh, the Supreme Court will rule in his favor when time will come. Yeah, let's follow that. Let's get an update. You know, do you know uh, when the case does it say in the the article when the case is going to be heard? Well, this article was released on the twenty seventh, so it's probably two days ago, three two three days ago. 
Let's see here. Probably going to be a minute then. There is an improvement where they allowed 12, <laughs> but that's an attorney for the Supreme Court that while the ordinance is ambiguous, her interpretation that there will be no restrictions once the law expires. The law is set to expire in 2022. Oh. However, it doesn't give a specific date. So he's in a situation, do I continue the lawsuit? Or just wait to play the waiting game? Which he's considering, by the law, violating yeah. himself. Or does he wait until the law and hope nobody pursues it during the time it's still active? Yeah, probably, you know. <sighs> Shit. Good luck, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll leave the link to that below in the description so you guys can check out this article. But um, damn, tough day for him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, and here's some news kind of blew my mind. Hey, did you know that is old music really crowding out new music and sales and everything? Because did you know that old music, which is basically considered 10 years or older, represents 70% of the U.S. music market? Wow. Okay. So it means 30... Oh, well, yeah, well, well that's yeah. a little bit of what's out there. Um, but... <laughs> Think of that. 70% of everything that's consumed out there right now is old material. What was that to say about the creative process the past decade? I think it's gotten a little dumbed down. I think people have uh, relied too much on computers, programming too much. So I'm kind of letting my grievances out on this, but I think that has a lot to do with it. Music is meant to be built from the soul inside out. I understand the computer could be a tool. I get that. But at the moment in time, you tell the computer to do what to do for you. Eh, maybe that's why people are listening to seventy percent more of the old music than today's current music. It's interesting. It's I, a, it's very yeah. You know, you, you, everybody's you know has basically and it when all the old music was being made, they had old studios that had tools unique to them. And now yeah. everyone has tools that are exactly the, the same. Same, everything. So everybody, for the most part, has the same sound banks. Yeah, let's say the mass majority. Yeah. If we're talking about the local musicians from years ago, like, yeah, I got the four track at home. Well, now it's like, everybody's got Pro Tools. Everybody's got Logic. Everybody's got Cubase. Well, yeah, and DP. then not to mention, yeah, all the, <clears throat> all the sounds, you know, even if you customize things to, to a certain degree, you're still building things, a lot of things in the same engine. Yeah. You know, especially if it's in the box. So it's, it's true. And I think you too, know? convenience too. You got websites like Splice. Hey, that's great if you want to get a sample. Like if you want to get a snare hit, if you're looking for like a bass drop, you're looking for like a string hit, a certain specific sample. Great. That's fantastic. But once you rely on these sound library websites for your full composition, which is happening all over the map, it's exactly why people are listening to old music because it, it, it's become yeah. available. As a producer, I've when I worked under Manuel, who has 25 number one records as a songwriter, he said, Jay, it's about the song. You can encapsulate the production around the song. And you yep. want to take a country, you take a country. You want to take a rock, you can take a rock. But if you're building the production first and then the song, it's not going to have a lifespan to it. Yeah. And that's what's happening nowadays, man. Everybody's just putting together, here, just take from here, bank, blah, blah, blah. I get the convenience, but that's what I call fast food music. Yeah. And with the convenience, everything's just too perfect. And people, yeah, the word that, you know, people, that what they look for in, 
you know, songs or, or anything, whether it's equipment is character. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, you're, it kills the character when everything's just too perfect and with character is flaws and yes. that's, it's the right kind of perfect flaws that make things stick, stick out. And so many times it's, it's hard because people get used to things being so perfect. And especially with analog hardware, yeah, you want true. the right, the perfect flaws, you know, you, you, it, you want some quirks, you want some things that aren't, you know, just exactly the same every single time. Yeah. So, I mean, we're collectively working on a project and we listened to something the other day and you're like, you know what? I kind of like the imperfections. And I'm like, I agree. It brings the yeah. human element to the song. Yeah. You, you know? can't lose that. <clears throat> and that's the, the beauty of it. So eh, we'll see where the market takes us. But yeah, and that's what they're claiming. 70% of the market is being listened to old music. Right, you know, exactly. Copy, paste, <laughs> copy, paste, copy, paste. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. I said that once, just double it. Yeah. Hey, and we're going to, right? <laughs> and we got Trevor coming up here soon here, so hang yeah. tight. Once he's able to get up off the floor. Yeah, I know, he's doing, yeah. working on your, what is that, the Pilates? You know, is, is he working the glutes? The glutes. Working the glutes. All right. Stretch one, two. That's good. All right, here's another new one. How much confidence you guys have in this whole NFT world, Decentraland and Sandbox and everything like that? I'll sell you one. Yeah, yeah. right? Because, you know, last week... I have a lot of confidence if I'm selling it and oh, I, zero I, confidence if I'm buying it. I love how, <laughs> you know, they say Web 3.0 is going to be more... You Well, you own it. You own it. Yeah, by a dictatorship. <clears throat> anyway, so Sandbox and Warner Music Group plan to create a music-themed land. Hmm where they're going to have virtual concerts and virtual interactions with all their music artists. It's their first entry into the NFT realm, and we shall see where it takes it. Because last week, $106 million of empty real estate was sold in the metaverse. Hmm. Hmm. So how is the real estate expandable on their end to just sell? Is it just completely vast? I'm I'm. I don't know. That, that's curious. my first question. If they're going to have concerts, right? If they're buying a land, do I have to then buy a seat and own just that seat? Does anybody else have access to the one seat you're making available? Is it going to be like a venue where you just bring people in and out all the time with goggles on? It just seems like a lot of questions to answer. To even get people to, to pony up or just come to the plate. Like yeah, even just I, right there, the questions you're asking, like it's what? like... They could say, well, the options are limitless. Well, that's the problem. They're fucking limitless. Yeah. Well, sorry. They're just yeah, limitless. No, for sure. And, you know, until somebody, you know, it could become a thing when somebody finds a way to make it, you know, yeah. part of, you know, the the pandemic helped, for instance, with QR codes. Now they, they have definitely become a standard. But before right. the it pandemic, was just, it was, you know, not so common. So... Well, you know, I think this is getting too far ahead of the game because what they're running into is they're not getting any, they can't get people to develop these worlds. They don't have any modelers developing them. Like we could have it running now, but we can't find people to build it. Wow. There's not no. enough resources of people to know how to build this. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. It seems to me again, like another popularity contest. Yeah, you know, ooh, I was here first, so follow me because I am who I. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, hey, good luck to everybody. Maybe I'll be into it one day too. 
But until then, I think the metaverse would be great for interaction of helping others, maybe tech support, maybe training on certain things. Entertainment, yay, but I see more educational value in it. I think that's where it's going to really accelerate in that yeah, side of things. I could see that too, like you're saying, with your training programs and yeah. things like that. That Imagine one day customer people service. come in here and be like, yo, man, how do I hook this up? Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I can, that'd, be that'd be cool. Very handy. You know, day. you feeling better now? You got your V8 out, my friend. It's All a right. very small can. It's a very Dude, tiny hand. Well, that's very, very tiny can. I can. You know what it looks like? His hand. Remember when they show Andre Giant holding a beer can? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. One of those beer cans. <laughs> It does. It's, I couldn't even tell there was like anything in your in hand. There, right? Yeah. He's got the grip. <laughs> Are right, you ready to tag team? I mean, I could, I could definitely ask Kristen, would you rather see people? Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I don't know if they'd be audio related. I, like, I just, yeah, just, I'm, just go run I with could throw a few. I could. Oh, of course. I know. I know. But yeah. I could is, start with the with, would you rather. This you know? Up. Oh yeah, for five. Would you rather get rid of the? <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. Would yeah. you rather get rid of the Beatles or Led Zeppelin? Oh, Beatles or Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna vary with with people on this one and. I'd probably say oh, no, 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 no. I'd probably stick with the Beatles, man. So, oh, get rid of the Beatles? No, stick. I'd oh, you say, you get rid of Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just choose one or the other. So I, I yeah. find myself listening to the Beatles the older I get, more than Zeppelin. When well, I was younger, I listened to Zeppelin more, but well, you know, like Beatles, like they say it's rock sort of and did roll. This this sort of thing, so. You know, they, they always say Beatles is rock and roll, but like maybe they're probably the first pretentious uh, bullshit indie band. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. you know, maybe maybe I'm a sucker for that. You know, no, no, no. Um, I, well, same. I was just sitting there listening to the National last night while drinking wine. I felt like it was. Uh, I felt like it, they went hand in so, hand. Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> went a little too too hand in hand, huh? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm well, just kidding. a little too hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I, I am easy to find. I'm back here <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> if anybody knows where I live, they they'll figure me out real quick. Uh, I think these might be. Uh, sorry, a little. Uh, all right, so another. Uh, well, I get. Uh, yeah, so obviously we're going to be talking about some audio stuff. So uh, yes, wood. I'm trying to think like of a, uh, uh, these are ones I was just coming up on the top of my head on the way here too. Uh, would you rather not have a computer to do anything on and just go old school of real to real tape or just stick with how things are? With how things are right now? Yeah. Uh, there's just too many advantages to how things are now, yeah. you know, and you can always revert back and just, you know, put the computer in the other room or just, you know, block it out if you need to. I mean, well, I mean, the computers make it super convenient. So, yeah. I um, mean, yeah, exactly. Especially, I mean, I don't know if you were talking about business in general, like bill of materials and tools and things like that. Oh, oh yeah. I, I mean, would, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. not want to keep that all analog for sure. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what for, I was For music production. About. Yeah. I'm down with that, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, like, you and Justin were talking about how everything kind of just sounds the same now. It seems like that's probably why everybody's reverting back to what was popular 10 plus years ago. It's just because everything literally sounds the same. And if you go through and, uh, look at the, uh, co-writes and all that stuff, uh, or producers and everything, that's all the same person underneath most of it. So, um, uh, Ma Max, yeah, 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 yeah. Max Martin did. Uh, what did, didn't he work on the new weekend album? Yeah, he did the whole fucking thing. yeah. So we like, yeah. and I love that thing. As as a good album, uh, but uh, all right. So uh, so I heard you guys. I don't want to uh, interrupt your flow here, but I heard oh, you guys good. are working on a uh, a song for uh, a video that you guys are doing. I, I heard a little clip. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> It, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it's so bad. It's good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, we should give a little backstory on this. Okay. So we had a customer who they sent us an email through our customer service email, and they're like, "I thought you'd like to see how uh, you know your ship your your shipping company handles your packages." And they and it was just like a uh, ring video or something like that, like yeah, a like yeah. a home security video. And the guy just walks up. He just, you know, he just looks like he just does not care about anything in his life. Right? You know, he just hates. He's hating life, and he just he just, <laughs> he, just throws, he just throws it down. We require signatures. Yeah, it like this guy did not give a shit. <laughs> he, he, he was like he's like I have my GED I'm good <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what he was like I just threw it yeah so you know we've been thinking very hard for the last few weeks on what we can do to accompany this video we have and uh, I know Trevor and Justin have been working on on this, you know, carrying it, this torch here. It is, it is, uh, there's a bunch of different ideas, did a few different edits. And then uh, one night, uh, one, like I say, when I was in my zone, uh, which is usually walking the dog, uh, I messaged Justin, oh, excuse me, I messaged Justin and... Uh, Oh no! Like it's it's just it's just gas at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, lucky us. Uh, God, <laughs> no! I'm, I, I I yeah yeah. I just sent a text to Justin, be like, I keep going back to this Limp Biscuit song, break stuff. Uh, watching that video, and uh, I. I think it would be really funny if we did a parody of that song, but just like the bridge area where he just uh, where he says, give me something to break. And in the song, he says, how about your effing face? Uh, so, you know. I think uh, most people uh, are familiar uh, with the song. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you, you'd think, I brought it up to the uh, my fiance. I, I brought it up to Heather, and she was just like, she's like, I don't remember that song at all. And I was like, How? How it was everywhere. I was like, I was like, when you get angry or whatever at the gym or whatever, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But she was like, I'm not giving up the nookie, so I'm not gonna worry about breaking stuff. So I was like, all right, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so as a so, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, no, so I came up uh, on this and I was just like, what I just, uh, it's just one lyric change. I was just like, so give me some reverb. How about your audio scape? <laughs> and it just, flew, it still flew, like flew. So I sent it to Justin and he was like, yes, yes, absolutely. The real, and, and honestly, we were just going to surprise you with it. But then I was like, I just, kinda, I feel like I got to fill them in on it. Like, cause it was well, just. Well, I think we should, you know, at some point debut this, this video here, you know, yeah, on the yeah. podcast, you know, yeah. when the time is right, you know, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun on you guys. I mean, no, add, I, mean, like, I don't want to add too much pressure. Oh you know? no, there's not, okay. there's no pressure at all. Actually, I, I think I may have thrown some pressure on Justin uh, yesterday, just being like. Uh, oh, no, I mean, he started. He started being. <laughs> he started being a diva with the production. No, 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 not at all. Because I, my I, vocals need to be perfect. I, on this. No, no, Heather. This parody song. Heather was listening. She goes, you "Can't hear. You can't hear your vocals or whatever." And I was like, "That's probably a good thing." Because, <laughs> uh, because, it's a style that I don't do. And she even brought that up when she was listening. She goes, it doesn't really even sound like the way you sing at all. And I was just like, it's not the way I sing at all. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, Um, to be fair, there's not really many people sing like that anymore at all. So, yeah, or whatever that, yeah. Well, I told her Fred Durst had to be put in his place. Like, he has to know that he's not the only one that can, like, you know, not try. Uh, <laughs> and have a career, sir. That's, that's, probably, that's probably a bad thing to say. Yeah. He probably, especially if he buys He'd probably agree. He'd probably agree. Yeah, he's probably know? like, I released a song called Dad Vibes. Yeah, I know. So, uh, which he been like, I don't know if you've listened to the new Lip Biscuit album, but. Uh, I mean, it's not my style, but it is, it is, it, it, it's something, it is something. It's not bad, but it's definitely I'm like, in I'm out of loop lane. on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like in its own lane. Oh, it, it got like uh, dropped recently. Like it, what probably came out like the tour, like a little bit at the end of last year or something like that. Huh. Like October, November or something like that. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's like their first album in a while. So um, yeah, we, we wow. put it on in the shed and uh, I think everybody forgot we were listening to it. It's, but it was, it was uh, interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was, it's, it's okay. Um, what, what was it? You guys were mentioning something and, I, and uh, you were like, oh, we're going to have to get you to talk about that. Uh, Alabama. Oh yeah, when you talk about Huntsville, I, I yeah. do. I do have a story about Alabama and why it's the scariest state I have ever played a show in. Um, which have you ever played Alabama? Driven through it a lot. I was say, yeah, I, we've driven through it on the way to various other states to yeah, play. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's a place in Birmingham, Alabama, called the Nick. Talladega. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, Talladega. <laughs> Uh, no, there's a place in Birmingham, Alabama called The Nick. The Nick. It's an exclusive. All right, so Nirvana has played there. Jay's Addiction's played there. It does have a giant good little background. But the place is very small. It's like a starter. Like It's it's before you hit anything. It's a bar. It's before you know, mid-level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so, guess, or 
So originally it was going to be my whole band going and um, everybody slowly dropped off the tour except for like in my band, they just couldn't make it like, cause you know, it's either make money at work or uh, don't make money and, 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 and drive and, around playing shows. And I, and I chose to do that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they stayed behind, which meant it was a solo tour for me, except, sorry, I was playing with, uh, other bands that were, uh, touring. I was just part of the bill. So like, uh, my fiance came with me and, uh, we, uh, yes, yeah, place called the Nick in Birmingham, Alabama. And one, you need a, you need a, uh, membership, like you have to be a part of their VIP to be in there. So, Play there well, they gave me a membership as like a lifetime membership just because I did play there. So I don't have to pay for anything, nothing like that. So I have a card that says the Nick, whatever. But uh, so they they tell me they're like when we're we're sitting there and uh, we're just waiting to play or whatever. And I was like, what's there do around here? And they're just like. Oh, you can, uh, you can, you can, you can hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> and I was just like, that's a great option. I was like, I was like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, right there looking over an overpass. I, <laughs> I watched an accident happen on the overpass. Oh. So, so oh, lucky was, you. Yeah, that's great. So I was, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Cool. And it's like the heart of winter. So like, it's <laughs> like super cold. And they're like, yeah, you can hang out out front or, uh, they're just like, whatever you do, uh, d just don't, 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 uh, don't go behind here. <laughs> and I'm like... Ominous warning. I'm just like, what? They're like, yeah, just don't go behind here. And I was just so like, that's going to make you just want to go behind there? And, and no, no. I was just like, why? They're like, well, see, like right behind us, that's where the projects start. And I was just like, oh, okay. And they're just like, and uh, they like looked at me and they're like, you don't look like you belong in there. And I was just like, gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha, whatever. So uh, so we're sitting there. Uh, my buddies are trying to sleep, all that stuff, uh, after the show. And uh, like, there's a wooded area right by there. And these people just come walking out of there. Just, it's it's 3 a.m. in the morning, have you? And they just walk over to the, the van and knock on the window. Oh, geez. And it's like... What? And then, like, roll out of the window. It's like, yep. And they're like, just like, like hey, man, you got a ladder? They're just like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, my God. Uh, but it's just like, no. It's like, oh, man, you sure? It's just <laughs> like, like, yeah, we don't got a ladder. They roll up the window. He's like, it's like, oh, you want to go in the woods and smoke crack with us? Like, what? <laughs> We're just like, gotta get the fuck out of here. This is no, I don't, no, not your like, scene. I just no, I not my scene at all. Like I, 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 I tell everybody, do whatever you're gonna do. Just don't invite me to it. Like that's, 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 yeah, just like just don't invite me to it or whatever. But I'm price of admission, one lighter. But uh, oh my god, oh my god. I used to I used to carry I used to carry brown lighters because people didn't want to take 
Well, yes, because nobody has a freaking brown lighter and nobody's going to take the brown lighter. Nobody's like, I'm not going to take the shit lighter. That's stupid. Yeah. You know? like, uh, it's a good idea. Like, I used to do I used to do brown lighters, uh, but like, I don't know. Now I just don't really carry lighters, so I'm just, I don't, don't need them. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, but yeah, Alabama was super scary. I got a would you rather. Would right. you rather have no wine... Or two bottles of wine. <laughs> you know, uh, no one. Right before you do a podcast. Right before. So I did. The night before you do a podcast. Yeah. Well, hours. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, well, see, I sat there going like, oh, it's not until two o'clock. I'll be fine. He texted me. He's like, we still saw it. I'm like, yep. He goes, all right. Well, in that case, I may have to um, throw up. So I, I think, <laughs> I think the... So the answer is no? No. <laughs> no, no bottles of wine? I, I, I rather have no bottles of wine. I think I ruined wine for myself. Um, I, oh. I, think, I think I overdid it. And um, I don't really drink. You'll have short-term memory loss with that. Don't I, worry. I already have short-term yeah, yeah. memory loss. I already don't. I looked at I looked at Heather and I was just like, how did, when did I come to bed? We've all been there. You know? You know? I just like completely blacked out. And uh, well, I call it time traveling. Because. <laughs> <laughs> so we do we do want to wrap things up but i do yeah. want to say we're going to be doing some more giveaways soon and we'll have sean on giving away the next item you know as usual are, so are, do we, are we teasing that yeah we had a we had a t-shirt giveaway that's right in the last episode so we're gonna we're gonna carry on with some giveaways here um but yeah so but on behalf of the sonic truth Audioscape, uh, Trevor, all of us, peace out. Chili sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's giveaway time here at Audioscape Studios. My name is Sean, and I am the operations manager here. Uh, so congratulations to Epic Gaming Geek. You are the proud new owner of an Audioscape mug. Mug. It's an Orca mug, too. Premium. Premium. Audioscape t-shirt, and we will ask you your size. We've got a koozie and a new mouse pad. All right. Yeah. Please, please tune in. Every show we'll be doing giveaways, whether it's products, merch packs like this. So stay tuned. Awesome.